BBC Podcasts. Local voices on demand. Hello, thanks for listening to the Gibraltar Today podcast. I'm Jonathan Scott. Friday was ME Awareness Day. Chronic fatigue syndrome can have a profound impact on the lives of the millions of people worldwide who live with the disease. Sarah Cumming spoke to us openly and bravely about her experiences of ME. Now, what have you got planned for Saturday morning? Radio Gibraltar is hosting a Eurovision party and Michael Beltran joined us with the details. But we start the podcast talking about the cleanliness of Gibraltar's streets, or the lack thereof. Together, Gibraltar believes there's been an obvious decline in how clean our streets are and they've called for a radical shift in how refuse collection and litter are managed. We spoke to the party's Nicholas Galamaro. Afternoon, Jonathan. Thanks so much for having me. Um, so, to, to, to be honest, it's something that we've seen coming up a bit for, uh, for a while on social media, just on the streets when you're talking to people, that people can notice that the quality of the street cleaning and can, and kind of everything from our beaches, our estates is really getting worse. And now we see the kind of conversation hitting a breaking point, um, strangely enough, with the excursions to La Línea of all things. And I don't think anyone's out there saying, like, I give it La Línea, I can't believe they're cleaning their streets. But it's really calling into question, like, why don't we have the same level of cleanliness what, and when our tourist product is so important? Why aren't we making the investments, making the process decisions to get Gibraltar? So, so you're be. referring there to a conversation which followed uh, the news that uh, a tour operator locally had organised an excursion into La Linea for um, some of the cruise passengers That's, that arrived in yeah. Gibraltar, and, and it yeah. got people speculating as to the reasons. Yeah, exactly. And like, we don't want to be kind of disparaging. Like, there's nothing wrong with people going over to La Linea. The question then is like, what is Gibraltar doing wrong that people are worried that La Linea is offering something that Gibraltar isn't? And I think the very obvious one when you talk to people on the streets, when you see the posts in social media, or worst of all, when you go online and you see tourists' reviews of Gibraltar, the first word they say is dirty, unclean, it smells. That's really not what you want to be representing your country or what you want people to be taking back with them. And, and just, do, do you put this down to, um, I, 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 don't, I don't know if, if, uh, if you want to venture here, but I do need to ask you, uh, are you suggesting that um, Gibraltar isn't being cleaned properly or that people aren't caring enough for the place that they live in? Yeah, so I think it's there's knock-on effects, but definitely the biggest one and what we've tried to get to in our press release is that it's a matter of process of proper management procedure. Like, it's not one person is responsible for it. That said, yes, when you see that something's in a tip, then people are less likely to care to make the extra effort to take things to the recycling, to take things to the proper bins, and it piles up and it gets worse and worse. That said, what we really want to emphasise is that this is a matter of process. So what we've highlighted in our press release is, for example, the issue that we only have two litter wardens employed. Um, that's absolutely not up to scratch for anywhere where people want kind of a high quality of life, but let alone a place like Gibraltar where your economy is so intrinsically tied to the impression that tourists get and how clean it is. The other one we wanted to call out was about the actual process of refuse collection where the bins are put out a couple of hours or more before they're actually collected, and that leads to seagulls getting to it, it leads to wind getting to it, you get rubbish all over the place, you get leakage on the streets. 
Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. It's ME Awareness Day, a chronic disease with a wide range of symptoms, and it's a complex illness which affects an estimated 15 to 30 million people worldwide. And Sarah Cumming is one of those people, and uh, she's joining us live here at Broadcasting House. Good afternoon, Sarah. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Lovely to have you. Um, how are you feeling? I'm okay today. <laughs> yeah, today's a good day. <laughs> but you have your ups and downs. I have my ups and downs. It's a very fluctuating illness. It, um, you know, it can. The main uh, symptom is uh, post-exertional malaise, which means that every activity you do, there's a there's a consequence. So I have a shower. It takes me an hour and a half to recover from having a shower. Goodness, really. So. You know, I need help at the end of my shower <laughs> to get out, to you know, to get dressed again. You know, so it's 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 very disabling, and um, I've had it since I was since nineteen ninety eight, since I was fifteen, so twenty five years. I've lived most so of my life. You're, you're, you're young. Yeah, but, but it, it's had a very disabling effect on you. Yes, I had to leave school early, even before the end. You know, before they. Age to leave before, like before yeah. you finished your, your yeah. A levels. Yeah, um, so I got sick in '98 in December, and by May I still wasn't better. So then things started pick, picking up and sort of like investigating and seeing what it is that's gone on. And it took two years to get a diagnosis, and once you got once you get the diagnosis, you wonder, well, okay, it's good to know that it has a name, but then there's no cure. Now so, what? None whatsoever. So you, then what? <laughs> Just two hours ago, I was literally lying in bed. So um, in an hour's time, I'll be back in bed trying to recover from the exertion of of this, of just having an interview, <laughs> just but having a chat. You, you yeah. felt it was important because it, it is Emmy Awareness Day and, and, and from your social media, I know that it's something that you're, uh, as well as um, suffering from the illness, you're passionate about raising awareness about it. Well, it's the least I can do because, um, you know, there's nothing else I can do from my bed but go on social media and uh, and sh- and share information there. It's one of the least researched illnesses uh, around. Only 1% of UK funding goes to ME. When you compare that to other illnesses, you know, it just... It's minuscule, so just like 50 pence. <laughs> and it's um, impacting millions of people worldwide. Yeah. And from what you've told us, potentially it's having a profoundly negative impact on their lives. Yes. Um, you can have mild ME. You can have very severe ME where you're lying in a bed, being tube bed in darkness. So it's, as you say, it's a very broad and very fluctuating illness. You know, one day I can do something, tomorrow I can't. So, you know, it, it fluctuates even hour by hour. On Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television, Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. Instead of
Michael Beltran, thank you for joining us um, on Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television uh, to talk to us about Eurovision, which we're celebrating on Radio Gibraltar well, thank this you for year. Having me. Yes, it's very exciting. We're going to be doing a special show. I've basically invaded Chloe's show tomorrow, and uh, but she's a massive, a massive Eurovision fan, and we're going to have a Eurovision party uh, for three hours tomorrow from 11 until 2. And we want you to get involved, actually, with the show and tell us if you're holding any parties, if you're watching it, if you've been a lifelong Eurovision fan. I'm holding a party with friends and I'm sure a lot of people, I mean, I know growing up we used to have parties at, you know, families' houses or friends' houses watching it. It's a fun time, uh, whether my, the songs are good or not. My kids um, went to their cousins last year and they were so, they loved it and they were really excited about Eurovision this year. I think That's partly great. because of the parties. As you say, the parties do play uh, a role. Uh, whether the songs are good or not. So we've heard the UK's and mm-hmm. um, and that was good. Yeah. Um, you're, you like Slovenia. Shall we play a bit of that? Yes. Okay, so a little sample of what Slovenia has in store. Uh, quite rocky, nice, nice riffs. Yeah, I really like it, and it's very different because there's all sorts of flavours in the competition. You've got dance songs, you've got ballads, there's definitely some rock uh, music um, uh, represented uh, with Germany, Slovenia, Australia. They're bringing a bit more of a rocky edge, and that's one of them. And that one just really stuck out to me because it sounds... There's a bit of Franz Ferdinand in there, like I think. Like pop rock, Pop rock, fun. yeah mod a little bit i like it so Good. it's it's uh, i don't know how well it'll do it uh, qualified last night in the second semi-finals but um i think it's uh, it could it's, an, it's a bit of an earworm so we'll see how it does on the okay. night okay it's not just about the music is it there's also no. a little bit of politics yes um okay yes. um let's have a listen to this Michael, what do you reckon? Yes, that's the Spanish entry, Blanca Paloma. And it's it's really, really good. Like, it's a mixture of modern and traditional. Um, I love how they've infused those in there. The minute I heard this, I thought, this is this is undeniably, you're not going to question what country this no, comes that's from. Spanish, yeah. It is a Spanish song. And uh, Spain were third last year with an incredible song called Slow Mo by Chanel. So who knows how they do this year. But I think that might catch some people off guard. It's a really, really good song. All right, and here's Sweden. That sounds more live. <laughs> that is live. That is from one of the um, semi-final performances. That is former winner Loreen representing uh, Sweden. It's the one to beat, I would okay. have to say. Why? Lovely, Michael. Well, this is really good fun. It's put me in the mood for, for Eurovision, which is um, on your screens tomorrow night. But um, yeah. but on uh, on Radio Gibraltar, we're having a party as from 11 with yeah. Michael and Chloe. Thanks for listening to those highlights from Gibraltar today. I'm Kelly M. Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar Monday to Friday from 1 to 2, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one. GBC Podcasts. Local voices on demand.